Today, I want us to look at some symptoms of proud people. Symptoms of? Symptoms, just symptoms of proud people. We are talking about humility, but we want to see what, especially in speaking, when you hear somebody speaking, because one of the greatest ways you can understand people is when they speak. Is when they speak, you can understand what is in their heart. Because out of the, out of the, uh, out of the, out of the deep, the deep of the heart of a person, the mouth speaketh. The mouth speak what is hidden inside the heart. So a lot of things people speak, they draw them from the heart. And I will, we will be sharing very clearly about proud speaking. And the Bible say in the book of Psalms, in chapter twelve, verses three, symptoms of proud. Uh, proud speaking or proud people symptoms of proud people uh, this is what the bible says can we read it together with you one two three may the lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speak proud so there is a tongue that speak proud things that may the lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that and the tongue that speak proud thing do you have another version another version on the same so that we can understand some few things mm. so that can it says may the lord cut off their flattering lip and silence their boastful tongues a proud a proud person is a boastful person another word for pride is boastfulness you are boastful uh, do you have another another version that is different? Another different version? It says, Slice their lip of their faces. Pull braggart tongue. <laughs> Pull braggart tongue. Uvrute yo limi ya kiburi. Uvrute kutoka kwa midomo yao. Na yo midomo yao uslice. Kama nilutu uslice. Slice. That is the scripture. This is the scripture. And I want you to know, I want you to know, Christianity is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a movement or is a congregation of men and women that believe in God. And we live so that we can, we, people can see God in us. And so that people can identify with the kingdom of God through our lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, what does it mean to have a tongue that is boastful? What does it mean to have to, to be boastful or to have um, a braggart tongue that you have seen from the scripture. The, it means you have a mouth that is lewd. It means that you have a mouth that is, you have a mouth that is lewd, arrogant, and full of pride. When we talk of braggart or when we talk of pride, a mouth that is rude, a mouth that is arrogant, a mouth that is full of pride. There are remarks that are made by proud people which every person, every believer, every leader must notice. If you are a leader, you must listen to the statement that people make because there are statements that are made by proud people. And as a leader, you identify that is a proud speaking. That is an arrogant person. That is a rude person. That is somebody who doesn't show humility or submission. Pride is revealed when people speak. Pride is revealed when people speak. If you hear people speaking, you will see pride. 
Amen. You know, we are in a season. We are in a very we are in a, we are in an election in election uh, election season. And many people are speaking both from the church, both from the politics, both from an, uh, uh, those analysts. Many people are speaking. And you need you need to listen to people so that you can understand and so that you can know where to position yourself as a Christian. You always ask yourself, if uh, being a Christian, is it light for me to say what I said? Number one, symptom of proud people is overconfident declarations. Over? Overconfidence declaration. Somebody who give declarations that are overconfident. And I want to look at from the book of John chapter 19. I'll read three verses from verses 9. John 19. John 19 verses 9. John 19 verses 9 to 11. I want us to look at some few things that are very important. We are looking at the, some of the symptoms of proud people. They are overconfident. Overconfident declaration. They make a declaration that are overconfident. Look at what the Bible says. And went again into the Praetorian and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Verses 10. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Verses 11. Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Watch out for people who make overconfident declaration about who they are. They say, do you know who I am? Do you know I can suck you today do you know i can cancel that 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 tether <laughs> you're going for a business and you have done a lot and they say do you know i can cancel do you know do you know i can give you 30 percent in your in your exam and a student because the student doesn't the student doesn't have any power if you give him 30 percent is that it will be 30 percent And that he goes like that because of pride, overconfident. So Pilate, he did not know who he was addressing. And he, he is telling Jesus that I have power to crucify you. And I have power to release you. He doesn't know he's talking to the owner of the power. And, and, and the one who is supposed to help him, he's talking to him. And, and, and the Bible is so clear. Jesus did not, did not speak when he started speaking. But later on, Jesus said, no, this person is too much. Let me show him that you have no power. And then Jesus told him, you have no power. You could have no power at all against me unless it has been given to you. That this means even the power you have is delegated. It is not your power. It has been given to you by another person. It, either it has been given to you by an office or by a certain level of your life or by your age, because there is an age where you, you, you reach, you, you have power. Ages also give you authority. You have just been given by God that power. So, it is important for you to watch out for people who, uh, who declare, do you know, even 
and even if you are a, if you are a, if you are a married woman or a married man you cannot tell your wife do you know i have power to send you back home huh? i can send you pack your things and go back hmm. or you are a wife and you tell the, the husband do you know i can leave you you i can leave you you can come and meet i am not here those are overconfidence declarations ask your neighbor have you ever made an overconfidence declaration as much as you can remember. Look at somebody somewhere. Uh, have you ever made such a declaration? Do you know I can leave you? Do you know I can leave this church and you'll never see me again? That is an overconfidence. It's an overconfidence. Number two, comment that forget the grace of God. Comment that forget the grace of God. Men and women that are proud, they make comment that forget the grace of God. They, they pronounce words that remove God's presence or God's involvement. They comment that forget the grace of God. Any person, because people speak what they have accomplished without God's grace. They, they don't see as if it is a gift that God has given them. Amen? It is, those comments are very dangerous. Comments that make the grace of God. Because I can, I hear so many people talk and I'm so, I'm so, I'm, I, and I'm saying, wow, that person can say that. Because some comment, they, when people have come, you know, I was, I was involved in, 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 in person to person evangelism in Bible college, uh, when I was in Bible college in, in Nairobi. And also in the village, we used to do meetings. We used to do meetings. We used to go for, uh, after Sunday in the evening, we used to go for person to person in the town, in our Kenaba town. We could take a street and go, greeting people, talking to them about Christ, telling them about Deliverance Church, telling them about our pastor, and, bring, and inviting them to come and worship with us. And, and you can hear some comment. One, one of the members of the church, we were in the church, and then we are trying to mobilize people that Sunday we are going for outing. We are going to go to do person-to-person -person evangelism. And one lady said, you, you are available because you don't have a husband and you don't have children. You are available because I was not married and I didn't have children. So, and the rest of the people we were. And even we had some people who are married and have no children. So you... You, you have nothing to do. It's because you are telling us to come because you don't have. You don't have husband. You don't have children. Do you know that is a statement that removes the grace of God? Are we together with you? So you say because I don't have a wife or I don't have a husband. I am the only one to go and do witnessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You, do you know people are proud? Let me tell you we have many proud people. And one of the things that we need to understand as a church when we get saved is just to be humble. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor. Neighbor is good to be humble. No matter what happened in your life. Never remove the, never remove the grace of God in your, in your speaking. Amen? Yeah. Never remove the grace of God in your speaking. Don't think somebody is serving God because he has a problem. Or because he, he, has, a, he has a lot of time that he doesn't have anything to do. Some of the people serving God, they are so busy 
But they seriously understand whatever they have, it came from God. Even for you to come to church, it is not that you are, you are idle. Is that so? It's not that you are idle. It's not that you don't have children. It's not that you don't have activities that need to be done. It's not that you don't have issues to be addressed. But you have recognized that I am the way I am by God's grace. And because of God's grace, I'll go to say thank you. I'll go to sit and listen to the word of God. Before I go back to my activities, I go and, and seek the presence of God. Let me tell you, never reached a point where you forget the grace of God. When you see a mother with children, children, they come as a gift from God. It's not because, it's not because you are so blessed or because you are, you, you know, when you see somebody with children or somebody without children, somebody with a husband, somebody without a husband, for you to get a husband, it's God's grace. You're not married because you are beautiful. You are married because God just gave you the grace. Otherwise, we are beautiful people who have not yet been married. Is this all? And, and there are so many, we have so many things and we need to reach a point and understand. Never take away the grace of God in your pronouncement. If it were not God, we couldn't be who we are. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible is so clear. Look at what the Bible is saying. Can we, can we read together with you? One, two, three. For who make you differ from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you, in, if you, in, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you have not received it? If you have a child, you receive it. If you have a husband, God gave it. You received it. If you have a promotion, you received it. If a door opened for your children or for yourself, God opened it. Is this all? Yeah. That's what Paul is saying. He's talking to Corinthians. In fact, those people who have ever, if you have ever, if you are, even if you don't like read the Bible, just read the Corinthians, First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. The Corinthian, the Corinthian was written, was written by, by Paul. It was a letter that was written by Paul, First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. And he wrote it to a church that was in an island. Corinth was in an island. It was in an island like Mombasa. And that island had very rich people. And those rich people, they were married, they were married to beautiful wives in the island. And all those wives, most of them, they killed their husband. And they owned the properties of their husband. The history of Corinth, I want to tell you the, the history of Corinth. They killed their husband and they, they took over the city. Now those were those proud women that were rich, they, they came to church. When they came to church, now after the husband have died, they have gotten the wealth, they have realized they are not enough, they go to church. In the church, they brought problem. Paul wrote a letter and, and said, let all women keep quiet. It is not all women should keep quiet, but in calling. But in, they were arrogant. It was an island. It was like the island of Mombasa. And it is, if you read, to even somebody in Colombian, if, if you could be proud as a man, they could, look, they could look at you and tell you, I will Colombianize you. Then you know you are going to disappear, never to be seen again. Anyone who I will Colombianize you. <laughs> you. You just need to study about that scripture. 
about the Corinthians. But when Paul is saying, because they were proud and there was a lot of arrogance, and then they, they started dividing themselves. Others were following Apollo, others were following another person. And then he said, All these people, one planted, the other one watered. It is God who gave the increase. Amen? When you see division in the church, pride has gotten an opportunity. Once pride gets an opportunity in a pastor, in, a, in the church leaders, uh, people will start gathering people on their own, on their own, and, 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 and become, they become small pastors to some people, some few people. It is as a, as a result of pride. Pride, will, you, will think, you will think you can do better than the person God has anointed. Pride will think you can overthrow a man or a woman that God has anointed. Pride think that this person is not better. It's not the one that we, we are supposed to have. We need to have another one. Pride, pride will always fight what God has ordained. What God has ordained. May the Lord help us not to reach a point of being proud to the glory of God. Somebody in the house of the Lord say amen. When you hear somebody, another symptom of pride is when you hear statement that reject and refuse instruction. Statement that reject and refuse instruction. One of the ways to know one is proud, they make statement that refuse and reject instruction. They don't follow. They cannot, they cannot listen to anyone. They, 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 they feel they are above. And, and, and and they arrogantly, they arrogantly ignore statements that reject and refuse instruction. They arrogantly just ignore an authority that God has ordained. An authority that God has ordained or an authority that is, is, is legally instituted. That are, are, are things that have been done. They say, I will not come. They reject instruction. In the book of, in the book of Numbers, chapter 16 and verses 12, Look at what happened. Numbers chapter 16, verses 12. Can we read it together with you? One, two, three. And Moses sent to call Dadan and Abiram, the son of Eliab. But they said, we will not come. Imagine, Moses was the leader. Moses was anointed of God to lead these people. He has, he has walked with them. He has been teaching them. But there was Dadan. Do you remember Dadan and Korah? Do you remember these people? They were from, initially, they were stubborn. Proud, proud people are very stubborn. Proud people, they destroy faithful and honest people. When you have, if you get proud people, come inside a church. That church, whoever becomes their friend, that person starts becoming rebellious. And whoever, and they show people, they can help them more than the pastor can help them. Or they show people, they have an answer that the pastor doesn't have or that the church doesn't have. It, they will show you. They will take you even to prophet. They will take you even to prophet. I know a prophet who will solve your problem. Are we together with you? Pride. Dadan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, we will not come up. Moses, Moses, the prophet of God. Moses, the anointed of God. Somebody who speak to God face to face. 
Ama Musa, if Moses, somebody God speak face to face, can be rejected, his instruction can be rejected, how much more will you reject Pastor Ngatia's instruction? Somebody from Kenaba, Laikipia. Ah, you come from Laikipia, and your prayers have not stopped catalasting. <laughs> huh? You come to which university did you go? Oh, you went to a, a, a theological school. There are people they think that a theological university is not a, a school, it's not a university, it's a Bible study session. In fact, somebody was saying, Oh, you went to this theological seminary, seminary. We call them cemetery. That's what he told me. <laughs> that they call seminary cemetery. Where people are buried. Imagine. People are proud. I have met many kind of people. Somebody calling a Bible seminary a cemetery. Opening the mouth and he's talking to you. You, you are a graduate of that school. And then he says, Ah, that is not like the Nairobi University. Nairobi University, they don't study the Bible. They study other things. They study law. But we still have cases that have not been solved in Kenya with all the lawyers we have. Is that so? They study engineering. We're still bringing China to come and make our bridge. Yes, we have produced over 10,000 uh, engineers. Is that so? Have we done? Have we, have we finished our problem? Amen? Yeah, they study medicine. Is that so? People are dying. Of corona people have died of corona with all the research we have in the world but somebody you tell somebody you come you went to Bethany Christian College they it sound like a church it's not, it's not like a school <laughs> imagine somebody saying like that that's a proud person blessed be the name of the Lord I'm not saying it is bad to go to university but the university have not solved all the problem in the country I'm not saying it's wrong to go to Bible school. The Bible school, we still have sinners who do not go to church. Even after we have preached, even after we have gone to Bible school, there is still something that needs the grace of God. Amen? We still need God, no matter where we have been before. Hallelujah. Yeah. And finally, number four, I want to talk about statement that belittle others. Statement that belittle others. Statement, you make statement that show other people are very small. Very small. You bring it to others. You bring it to others. I have gone to places to preach. And you see, you realize God has called this pastor. And this pastor has really worked hard. And he has not been able to make it because of the prevailing condition in that environment. Their environment is very harsh for anyone to survive in that place. Number one, I always celebrate those pastors. Because of taking a bold step to go to a very harsh environment and still preach Jesus. Amen? Brittling other people. Or when you see somebody who have been in school, people who have been in school, they have certificate. They have a certificate. They have a diploma. They have a degree. And they cannot get a job. And they have stayed for a long time. And they cannot be able to move forward. And then you brittle them. And then you, you, you just stay in their midst. Nowadays, even education is, is not an answer to life. You, you just say, and they are there. Somebody has a diploma, somebody has a degree, and he's in your meeting. And then you are saying that education is not important. You are belittling that person. Somebody has spent two, three years for diploma, two more years for degree. And then you say education is, is not important. Are you not belittling that person? Education is important. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, education is important. Whether 
whether it give you a job or it doesn't give you a job, it is still important. It helps you to live. Don't be true other people. In the book of, let's, let me read the scripture. Let me read the scripture and it will help us. It will help us to understand something. Isaiah 36 verses 4 to 6. Isaiah 36. Mm. Look at what happened. That is Isaiah 36 verses 4 to 6. It says, Then the lab, the lab shake said to them, Say now to Hezekiah, that is the great king, the king of Assyria. What confidence is in this? Is, is this in which you trust? Let's continue, verses 5. I say, you speak of having plan and power for war, but they are mere words. Now, in whom do you trust that you rebel against me? Verse 6. Look, you are trusting in the staff of this broken reed, Egypt, on which if a man leans it, will go into his heart and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt to all who trust in him. Listen to me. Watch out for people who feel so big and arrogant that they belittle everyone around them. Labshekah came up to the Israelites and threatened them. He was threatening them with war. He despised and belittled the Israelites. He was asking them, where do you get this power? He mocked at the help they were going to receive from Egypt. Egypt wanted to help the, them. He told them that they were leaning on a staff that is like a reed. You know what is a reed? Eh? It's a very weak plant that it, it, it is even grown by, 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 the, by the weed. And those are people who are arrogant. They look at, they look at you and say, now you are following you know, there are people who are arrogant. They can say, even you, you are following Pastor Nkatia. Are you following Pastor Nkatia or are you following God? If somebody was, ask, was asked by somebody, even you, you follow Pastor Nkatia. <laughs> Imagine that even you, that's an arrogant person. That is a person who belittled me. Have you ever been belittled by people? Even in the office? When you, leave, when, you, when you remove your certificate, say, ah, show you, this is all you have done. Then they show you very small. You remember all the time you have spent in class and all the years you have spent praying and fasting and all the work you have done over the years and you feel very small. I want you to know, watch out for people who belittle others. Who belittle others. They just look at you and they think you are very small. You are very small for you. Say, uh, this one. You. Pastor Obai is your assistant pastor. Why didn't you look for a, another bigger person? Another, another person, you know, another person with more papers, you know. If God's call is upon you, he can help you to get papers. Is it so? But if God call is not, is not upon you, and He's not willing to call you that time, there's nothing that can do.
kingdom from you. But when God calls you an unanointed, so there is a way God makes his people. Let me tell you, there is a way God opens doors. There is a way God set people apart. And I can guarantee somebody today, one way of God setting people apart is humility. Shall we pray together?